Hey, sisters. How are you? Before we dive into this week's episode, I I wanted to share with you there there are two things that I do every day no matter what that have honestly made such a huge impact in my hormones. Um and I'll explain why as I walk you through them, but I'm always trying to share, you know, really simple things with other people because I know, I know we're so busy and part of the reason we don't we struggle to implement is just that there's so many things. So I try to offer you some really simple things. There are two things. One, I drink a daily greens, uh, greens juice. Um, it's a powder. I mix it with water. You know, there's a lot of amazing ones out there. The one that I have fallen in love with for a long time is Organifi Greens. Um, they do offer a 15 to 20% discount for any of my listeners. You just need to go to Organifi.com, get the green juice or anything that feels good for you. Use the discount code Bria. But why, why it helps so massively is the first thing we break our fast within the day, the first thing we put in our gut determines so much that has to do with our gut health, flora and fauna, our mitochondria in our cells. And, and those things matter because they're going to impact our um, any inflammation, any cravings that we're having. And of course, the balance, the delicate balance of our hormones, because it all works together like an orchestra. So if you are waking up and diving right into caffeine or having, you know, having breakfast, that's not just a great veg and protein, a little bit of health carbs and you really want to power pack your results and, and in a simple simple way I swear by my greens but the other thing I do that I love so so much is I wake up every day and I spend 10 to 20 I've worked up to about 30 minutes mostly because I have a dog walking and listening to something listening to either a meditation listening to some type of health content um that helps me to set my brain right. Because one of the biggest reasons we don't follow through on our goals is that we kind of forget that's what we're doing. We're so busy already. We can't clear our schedules. This isn't the biggest loser where we get to go and be sequestered somewhere, right? We have our life still and we're trying to implement new things with our existing life. Starting your day or even having a walk after dinner or after a meal, where you are listening to something that brings you to a place of remembering your body, mind and soul and how to treat it, how it should feel, has actually been proven to improve hormone imbalance by about 47%. So I wanted to share with you my my hormone healing meditation mini series. It's normally a $47 value. I want to give it to you for free. If you just go out of your way for two seconds today and leave a, a written review, rate and review this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, take a little snapshot, send it to me in my Instagram DMs or Facebook messenger or in an email, whatever you want on the contact me section on my website. And I will send them to you for free within 24 hours. Um, I just, this has been one of the highest impact things for me, again, to set my brain right, to get me on that path um, and just keep me in that really body energetic abundance zone. So if you are willing to, to go and do that review, my biggest passion, my biggest mission here is to really help spread the education around our hormones and perimenopause and menopause to women and help more women suffer less. Because if you are spending even 10% of your week 
consumed by how you feel in your body, that is too much. We want to make sure we're out living our lives, living ferociously this one wild and precious life. So I hope to see some of your messages soon. Let me send this to you as a gift and to say thank you for showing up. Share this podcast with whoever you can and just know I'm here if you have any questions. All right, sisters, let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. What's up, sister girlfriends? Priya here. It is another episode of the Period Whisperer podcast today. And today, you know, I have a really key topic that I want to talk about, which is why is it so hard for us to do the damn thing? You know, the thing, the thing, the one thing that really is like the domino that's going to start all the other domino effects in our body. If you've been listening, whether you've been listening to the podcast for a while or whether you're brand new, I'll just summarize what I mean when I say this. In perimenopause, the chance, the reason you're probably listening to this podcast is that you no, you should feel better than you do in your body. Or you feel terrible and you've been to the doctor and they're like, you're fine. And you're not willing to just lay down and wave the white flag and accept this as just hormonal and aging. And like high fives to you, sister, because I completely back you on that. It doesn't matter how old you are. I can promise you now, after being in the wellness industry for 15 plus years, I'm 41 now. I have had two children. I have been in hormonal chaos. I have been someone who has worked out like fiercely for six days a week and been putting on weight. I have been, you know, miserable and unhappy. I have, and then I've been on the other end of the spectrum where I've finally reached a point where I feel very calm and at peace in my body and my body digests well. You should feel or can feel amazing at any age. Do we have things that happen in life? Yes, of course. We have stressors. We have things that come in and throw us out of whack. But when we're, the, what's so challenging about perimenopause, again, is that you know, I, I talked about this in the last episode. Perimenopause really just highlights what's already not going well in our body. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I want you to go go back and, and grab that one. 
you know, it's because it highlights it for two reasons. One, all of a sudden we're in this normal, this hormone imbalance that is happening, which is very normal for our female bodies, right? We're moving from being reproductively active to not reproductively active. And therefore we're moving out of having this regular, um, you know, orchestrated hormone balance, which, you know, is what allows us to ovulate and therefore be able to get pregnant. So that's, we're moving out of that. And that period of time takes a little while, right? It's like going from having a really nice new brand, shiny new car. And as it slowly ages and it still has a beautiful classic period before things start to break down a little bit. (laughs) So we're in this period of time and because we're in a natural hormone imbalance, the body's working really hard behind the scenes to bring it back in a balance. So that causes a a larger workload on the body. Um, And it also, because everything like our metabolism, our digestion, our reproduction, our, um, you know, our immune system, like our blood sugar levels and insulin response, all of these things work together harmoniously in the body. So there's a, there's, it's wreaking a little bit of havoc having this hormone imbalance. Now that would be fine if everything else was going on okay and tickety-boo in the body, um, but it's not. And, and we know that because if you're feeling terrible right now or you're feeling awful and you don't want to feel this way and you can't seem to figure out an answer, you're not able to lose weight even though you're doing all the things, that is a key indicator that other systems are not working and they're making it worse. The other reason it's highlighted is because when we move into perimenopause, our regular sex hormones, you know, the big players, estrogen and and progesterone are, are not coming at us you know, in their steady, beautiful flow, right? We're, we're moving out of needing them so much. So estrogen kind of, you know, is coming inconsistently, sometimes too much, sometimes not enough. Sometimes, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, the pipes aren't very clean. So it's not coming down so great. And estrogen is our rose-colored glasses hormone. So we just are becoming less tolerant of of what's going on around us. So we've got these two big issues happening all at once. And so we we want to change, right? That's why you're here. I know that's why you're here. That's what, you know, drove me through all of this. But why is it so hard for us just to do the thing? Because I'll tell you right now, although, you know, part of my one-on-one coaching is really allowing it to customize. We get to really dig into the lifestyle. Like why is your, you know, what part of your lifestyle is keeping you from that? Like what is a great unique plan for you? Um, like what's coming up, keeping you from doing all those things, although it allows us to do really deep work. And that's why my one-on-one clients get great results when they, when they follow through on everything, you know, one thing is pretty well true for all the women who come to me, who are like me, I was one of these women struggling um, in perimenopause with hormone imbalance. And that is if we first heal our bodies, then we are able to give our body a heck of a lot of break and, and create the space and energy for us to look at the other areas of our life that we can maybe tweak and improve, right? Like it's hard, if your body's in chaos, it's hard for you to get a good night's sleep. And if you're not getting a good night's sleep, then your body basically can't do anything. So we do have to find a way to heal our body and get out of its way. And and ultimately the very, the highest impact thing that you can do to heal your body and get out of its way is give up sugar. 
I'm going to let that one sink in for a little bit. Because, you know, I say this to people, I say this to myself, and look, I'm like everyone else. I mean, I, I like sugar in a lot of forms. I like it in dessert. I like it in wine, you know. The bigger issue with sugar is not that we're all massive addicts of it. It's that, one, it's in everything. So, you know, like it's in, it's in loads of dairy. It's in loads of gluten. It's in, you know, it's in all of our foods. It's in our condiments. It's, you know, it's pretty hard to avoid or, or it's pretty sneaky, right? We think it's okay. Like, you know, you might think you're having like a healthy, a healthy day by waking up and, you know, maybe you don't even have sugar in your coffee, but maybe you're having, you know, some, some great healthy granola for breakfast. That's sugar. It's what it gets broken down to in your body. There's probably added sugar and it gets broken down to as sugar, like a carbohydrate, right? So, you know, there's good natural sugars like fruit, whole fruit, of course, and, you know, some other like ones that are, you know, decent for the body or not terrible for the body, but ultimately it's in everything, right? It's in our snack crackers, it's in our bread, it's in our salad dressings, it's, you know, it's in any of our processed foods and, of course, everything that isn't just disguising itself as as sugar. So it's everywhere. Um, And the problem is not only that it's everywhere, but that it is as damaging to our body and as addictive, in fact, more addictive to our body than cocaine. That is scientific fact. Those two things are very, very true. But people don't go on cocaine benders and don't consume it every single day because it is very socially unacceptable and illegal. But sugar, which is just as damaging to our body and brain and just as damaging to, um, you know, it's just as addictive is sold to us and our children and in all every little piece of our food. And, And it is important to get, you know, pretty clear on that. And although I do believe, you know, in like balance in life, I think the trouble with sugar is that there really isn't a lot of balance because it is in everything. So if you're someone, you know, I used to be really big on like, let's, you know, if you have real gut health issues, we do need to also pull out like dairy and gluten and and really, you know, give the gut a break, a, a darn rest to heal and then fuel it with the good stuff so it can come back and be healthy and happy. And do help the body do what it's doing. But, you know, it's not that sugar is keeping you stuck. It's making you sicker. And um, and the truth is when you pull sugar out, then you end up pulling out a lot of the things, you know, the, a lot of the bad things that are in, like a lot of the bad dairies and a lot of the bad glutens. So the, the dairy and the gluten becomes a lot less in our life anyway if we're able to pull out this one key piece. And I think the bigger issue that we need to start addressing or start looking at, and I need to do this, I do this for myself as well, is why am I reaching for this sugar all the time, right? Sometimes we really need to dig in and take a look at what is the truth of something that we're consuming, you know, whether it's in alcohol or whether it's in desserts or, you know, and alcohol is not immune from this. Like what's so, what's so interesting, so often, you know, I have clients 
who, um, you know, drink alcohol pretty regularly. And they're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really actually have a lot of sugar cravings. And I'm like, that's because you're drinking alcohol. And then when they pull the alcohol out, they start to have a lot of sugar cravings. There are several research studies that, you know, that actually point to alcohol addiction as actually being an extreme sugar addiction because of, um, the, um, like the amount of sugar that's in a lot of alcohol, right? Obviously I think the liver at the end of the day, the liver kind of looks at them both as the same type of toxin and it causes problems both ways. So all that to say, again, why, if, if all you need to do sister is pull, just, just pull sugar out, maybe have some greens first thing in the day, every day, just those two simple things and your life and your body would change in a year. Let's give it a year. I mean, it'll change in five days when you pull sugar out. Most people know this. They'll sleep better. They'll digest better. Because again, don't forget, sugar is in everything. It's not just candy. It's in, it's in all your breakfast cereals. It's in most of your breads. It's in, you know, it's in all your juices. Of course, it's in a lot of your yogurts. It's in, you know, it's pretty much in any snack food and any processed food and any condiment that you can find. It's not in its purest form. So why is it, why is it so hard? Because if this is the one thing that we know 90% of us could change 90% of our life by just pulling this one thing out, why is it so hard for us? Well, number one, we, we actually forget our lives are so busy, right? We're so crammed and so busy and, and, and understandably so. Most of us going through perimenopause or 35 to 55, we're in this sandwich generation where we're raising kids and we're taking care of aging parents and we're, you know, peaking careers here, right? Um, and we're trying to save for future and thinking of retirement and going on, like there's so much happening for us. And and we just take these new goals that we really want and try to cram them into that. So it's pretty, it's pretty easy to forget. And I remember this when I was, you know, when my kids were really little and I was like, okay, I'm not going to eat this, this or this. And like, it's with, I wasn't even thinking and I'm like hoovering the crusts on my kid's plate at lunch think, and not even thinking about it. And it wasn't even that I was craving it. It was just, I'd simply forgotten because life is so busy. So number one, we forget. So we need a way to be constantly dripped and focused and, and you know, remember why we're doing this for ourselves, why we want to change, why it's important, how we should feel. Number two, you know, it's because we're mentally and physically addicted. Mentally, we're addicted, you know, we, like one, we're just addicted to the habit of it, of course, every single day of sugars. But then we're addicted to the, the dopamine. We're addicted to the fact that like in our actual microbiome and the mitochondria in our cells, when they eat sugar, they actually physically want more sugar. So it's very hard to make those changes when you're not, again, going back to number one, really conscious of what's happening in your body, when you're not fostering the energy and the place and the environment for you to stay through. So it's, it's an actual physical and mental addiction as well because of what happens in the brain and what happens in the body when we consume things like sugar. Number three, just change is simply hard, right? Creating change means, means creating new neural pathways and we have to walk those pathways and walk those pathways and walk those pathways until it eventually does become something, a worn path in our brain that is, 
you know, no big deal. I know for me, like getting up and just going for a walk every morning is now a really natural, normal thing. But at some point it wasn't you know, getting up and drinking greens first thing in the morning instead of having a coffee was difficult. I had to put focus on it. I had to think about it. I had to write things down and do it and remind myself why I was there. And sorry, mom, <laughs> my mom just FaceTimed me. Um, and that's like, so change is a really hard thing that we have to be, you know, be conscious of and it requires energy. And people seem to think, that energy is a, uh, or I used to think anyway, that energy was a muscle. We could, we, or sorry, energy was not energy. Let's try this again. I got totally thrown by my mom. <laughs> we used to think that um, willpower was a muscle, but it's not. It's actually an energy, and we need energy in order to properly change. So if we're running out of energy every single day because you know, we're making poor decisions that are sucking our energy, not sleeping enough, not moving enough, eating bad foods, um, and not creating a little bit of space in our life for that change, it becomes even more challenging for us to do so. Number four is that culture normalizes sugar. I mean, can we just talk for a minute about the fact that teachers like give out candy. Gosh, teachers, I love you. You're amazing. I can't imagine doing your job, but please stop giving candy as rewards to children in classrooms. It's not okay. It, It creates worse behavioral issues. It's like a terrible reward mechanism. I understand that maybe it feels good, but we, we reward kids with candy. We reward ourselves with sugar. And again, let's let's not pretend sugar is anything other than a socially acceptable cocaine. It, it might seem really harsh and crazy to put that out there and say that, but it is the honest to God truth. We we science shows that sugar and how it damages the mitochondria in our cells and how it damages our gut health, which then creates inflammation, which is the source of all diseases, that sugar itself is a massive fueler of cancer, that it is a huge part of why we as women feel the way we do because of the stress and inflammation it creates in our body. And it's not because we're doing it right now, it's because we've done it for so long and we need to heal and repair that. Like, let's not pretend it's anything other than those things. So let's not feed it to our children as a reward. And let's not pretend it's okay anymore. I am just like everyone else where it is it is hard for me. You know, I do like to have drinks here and there. I do like to have dessert here and there. But we still need to get really real. If you need to heal your body, you have to pull it out completely for a little while, for a few weeks to bring yourself back into balance and get a little perspective. Because here, here's something that I think is really important to understand. If you hit the afternoon... And all you're thinking about, maybe, you know, I'm going to put this another way. If you have a friend who's struggling with drugs or alcohol and they come to you and they're not feeling well and they're like, it's all I can think about in the afternoon, you think to yourself, this person has an addiction. They're an addict. Now let's bring that back into our lives now. If you cannot go a day 
without thinking about a food or a sugar. I mean, we're not thinking about salads here, are we? When, if you cannot go a day without thinking about having a drink, without thinking about having a treat, without thinking about having an afternoon, you know, chips or whatever, something that has sugars in it, you're an addict. And that's a problem. Just because it's a socially acceptable toxin doesn't make it okay for us. And I used to struggle with this piece because I don't love saying we should never do, never do, never do. Because sometimes when we completely hold something back from ourselves, we we end up, you know, falling even deeper into it. But that's because we haven't done the mental work. We still need to get really clear on what our body is why we want it to be better and we have one wild and precious life one body and we know this thing is a poison and yet we keep consuming it so it's just like little foods for thought that i want to start that conversation in you this is why it is so hard for us to just stop doing it because it is that addictive but doesn't that give us all pause? Shouldn't that be something where, where we're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do this thing if it's that addictive? Things to think about. Number five, it's our own self-sabotage that we use to keep ourselves small. This is a tough one, you guys, and this was a real realization for me. You know, we all have big goals in our life. But I had a client who always struggled to lose weight. And we went through a beautiful period where she pulled out alcohol and pulled out sugar. And for six months, she was losing weight and feeling wonderful and feeling energized and feeling excited and so clear and making confident decisions. And when things got hard, her natural instinct was to go back to these old ways. But what she realized in that process is that she had told herself this story that she was unlovable at a larger size, right? And humans, you know, we don't like to be wrong. Being wrong makes us very vulnerable. So we do a lot of things subconsciously to prove ourselves right. I had another client who had a lot of big business goals because I do do some business coaching too. And she could get herself to a point of success in her business, like a, a good point, but it, she could never seem to get to that second level, right? She could get to that like six figure, but never that multi six figure level. And when we dug into it, you know, she realized that she would, you know, clean up her act and really focus on her own health for a while and get really, really clear. And then it's like as she approached this this point, this breakthrough point of moving to the next level, which is so scary, she would, you know, allow herself to get back into some of these old habits of like drinking and treating and things like that, and all of a sudden fall back down this little hole. And it doesn't seem like a doesn't seem like a crazy drunken spiral, but it it clouds us and it keeps us stuck because it and and when then we're able to say to ourselves, see, I'm never gonna be that person. I'm never good enough to be that person because we keep ourselves stuck. When we clear out the things that are fogging us, then we're able to actually have the clarity, have the confidence, 
have the trust and the belief to take that next leap. But when we are constantly drugging ourselves with something that is keeping us stuck both digestively and otherwise, we we keep ourselves right where we are in this self-sabotage and we prove ourselves right. And we keep ourselves small. Is this making sense? It is a very real self-sabotage spiral. And I want, I have it, everyone I know has it. And the more we get vulnerable and sit and look at it, the more we really get real at what it is that we want for our body and stop sitting in this cognitive dissonance of like, I really want to have a healthy body, but I'm still going to make these very unhealthy decisions. And these very unhealthy decisions, and here's my air quotes, you know, are normalized by culture because they're allowed, right? But if you want something different for your body, you have to choose to do different things. And sometimes that thing is getting a really good hard look at what your habits are and choosing differently this time. So that is why it is so hard for us to do the things. And and I often find that really the most, the first step to making things easier to do them is talking about why they're hard, right? Because it almost like shines that spotlight on why things feel so hard. And you're like, hey, maybe it's not so hard. Maybe I'm not the only one. The more I talk about these things with other women, the more I realize like, oh, this is a normal epidemic problem and nobody's actually talking about it. And really, maybe we should just choose differently. Maybe this isn't serving me. You know, especially women, we, we, we move through things and process things as we communicate. So the more we connect with other people, the more, the more we're able to really like step outside of ourselves and see the whole picture of what's actually going on. This is why, you guys, I'm so excited. I am about to launch in February for the first time ever the Perimenopause Posse, which is a membership program that actually walks you through my full P4 formula, offers weekly live coaching to get your questions answered. But the the beauty of it, like why I wanted to create this is I wanted to bring something out for you guys so that we could connect a bit more closely, that I could help you never forget by having a community to come to every single day in bite-sized amounts um, to remind us, you know, how to get out of our own self-sabotage, to see what other people are also going through, to make change a little bit easier and give you a place to actually, for so we could work together a little bit more one-on-one live in, um, in a weekly live. So stay tuned as I prep to launch that for, for February. It is, I also wanted to create something that is, if, for those of you wanting, considering working with me one-on-one, I can only take six people on one on one at a time. And it's a very intensive program. So if financially or time-wise it wasn't for you, this is a really great small way for you to get into this world, for you to learn more about what's happening in your female physiology and in your body, for you to take charge and start calming the chaos so that you can begin to hear what your body is saying and really step into the body that you deserve. If you are spending even 10% of your week being consumed by how you feel in your body, that is 10% too much. 
We need to stop being consumed by how we feel if it's negative and step into what the world come becomes for us and the opportunities that get created for us and present themselves when we feel so bloody awesome. Okay, you guys, that's what I have for you today. Looking forward to next week. Stay tuned and please, please, please rate and review this podcast. Take a snapshot of it. Send it to me or tag me on your stories or send it to me privately. Share it with a friend. Whatever you want to do, spread it around for me and I will send you as a thank you my my hormone rebalance meditation mini series. That is something I listen to every day uh, when I walk and really keeps me on the straight and narrow. All right, have an amazing day, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.